Alright everybody, welcome into the West Side Sports Podcast. As always, I'm your host Dakota Ezri and welcome back to the show. Today's episode, we got a little bit of Around the World, a section that people wanted to get a little bit more on, so we're going to touch a little bit deeper on that today. And we got a whole lot of Mariners. This is a big series coming. We need to get some dubs, we need to get some wins, we need to hit the baseball, score some runs, and with that being said, let's just jump right into it, okay? First of all, I hope everyone's having a wonderful Friday, feel-good Friday. And with that being said, let's get right into Around the World. The Reds listing offers on uh, Tyler Mahale and Castillo, two starting pitchers, which vastly changed from the offseason. They made it very clear that they were not wanting to trade neither one of these pitchers in the offseason during the, or after the lockout when it was lifted. However, things changed. Dodgers also listening to trying to move David Price. They have him as a uh, long relief pitcher who's been a starting pitcher for many, many, many years. Quality, crafty, lefty. Won one Cy Young with, with the Tampa Bay Rays. That's going to be interesting to see. Congratulations to Christian Yelich hitting his third career cycle all against the Cincinnati Reds. Well, if you're a Cincinnati Reds fan, that probably doesn't surprise you because it's been a bit of a rough season for you guys. Congrats to Reed Detmers on his first career no-hitter as a rookie. A fantastic achievement. Great. I love seeing that kind of stuff. Young pitchers coming up, making a name, making waves, splashes. The league responds to it. That's what baseball is all about. Brooklyn Nets GM Sean Marks has been non-committal to Kyrie's future with the Brooklyn Nets, uh, stating due to his vaccination choice of status, as long as uh, his choice of being a captain with the team will dictate what his future is with the ball club. James Harden goes pointless last night. Zero points, James Harden. You let your team down again. Big surprise right there. Uh, he's owed $47 million next year on, on that roster. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with that in general. The Nets and uh, the Nets and the 76ers are kind of the same situation, having two players that are a little bit of a funk, to be nice, I guess you could say about it. James Harden is an absolute shell of himself. There's no longer the James Harden that we are accustomed and used to anymore. The one that used to be you know, a scoring title champion, step back three, great finish at the rim, could absorb contact, and now he looks like he eats a little too much Popeyes and doesn't really give a damn part of my French. What happens in that? So uh, the last thing we get to around the world, obviously the whole sporting community world responded to the TV 12 TV deal with Fox. 10 years, $375 million for Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Wow. Yeah, he's the GOAT. And we all know he's the GOAT. You know, people can try and, you know, disagree with that all you want, but ring speak for itself. I wasn't in the, uh, the timeline or within the NFL uh, watching it when there was Lawrence Taylor and, the, the you know, Bart Starr and Vince Lombardi and all those fantastic players before my time. You know, I hardly remember Randy Moss when he was, you know, in the beginning of his time in Minnesota when he was an absolute monster. But congratulations to Tom Brady on his TV deal with Fox. There's been a huge musical chairs happening around. Obviously, Joe Buck going to ESPN with Troy Aikman. Uh, Al Michaels, Kirk Herbstreet going to Amazon. There's been some rumors about Richard Sherman joining the Amazon as a color com uh, color commentator slash analyzed podcast uh, team member, which is really interesting to see because I think Richard Sherman has a great mind for this. His podcast is great as much as he has a 
not I wouldn't say burned, but he has kind of scorned the Seattle franchise for what for what they did and the business decisions that they did after they let Richard Sherman go. Be curious to see if he joins uh, Amazon. Amazon spent a lot of money. They had to get a lot of money to get Curb Herbstreit, who is the golden goose for their college football pro- uh, broadcast. Kevin Burkhart is going to be the number one guy for Fox now. It's going to be really interesting to see who they pair with him. The rumor has it, Greg Olson. But I think Aqib Tlaib is probably a better role for that. I like his analysis a little bit more than Greg Olson. I think Greg Olson is kind of focuses more on tight ends, while Aqib Tlaib has a really broad, wide spectrum and a good lens on, on the game of football, especially in our current day. So with that being said, we're jumping into the Mariners. This is going to be a heavily Mariners podcast right now. We finished rookie training camp for, for the Seahawks, which is on the previous podcast. Please get a look, give it a listen. Give me some comments. A reviewer rating would be super fantastic. And do not forget to subscribe if you enjoy the podcast. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Seattle Mariners. It's been a rough stretch. I've been covering this for a while now. Unfortunately, the Mariners just haven't really been able to hit the baseball I covered in that in the last podcast with the batting averages for most of the team, the starting roster. It's not pretty. Um, I won't go back into that. Now, I will touch on a couple players in that, uh, in that, in that list in the end of this podcast. Uh, just kind of give you an update on a couple of players I have highlighted. You know, we heard now picks to click, all that stuff from Rick Riz, which, by the way, is one of my idols. Fantastic, fantastic announcer on the radio. One of, I just, I envy to be him. With that being said... Seattle Mariners can hit the baseball right now. I'm sure for the guy, you know, everyone watching the games recently, we've all noticed they can't hit the baseball. They just struggle. We were great at the beginning of the year. We had great walk rate. We were hitting quality contact. We were watching the ball well. We were having great plate discipline. And then all of a sudden, it all just went out the window. Jerry DePoto was on with Mike Salk this week. And I'm going to get into the details of that because there's a lot to get into. That's probably one of the most jam-packed, informational uh, Jerry DePoto shows I've seen or heard in a very long time. Panda Murphy, he has been an absolute revelation in the bullpen for, for, for the Seattle Mariners. He had, uh, he had a uh, record going on with 27 consecutive batters without allowing a single hit, which as a rookie is second longest in MLB history. There were two other occurrences that were 30. Uh, 30 uh, consecutive batters that's only happened twice in the league so congratulations to Penn Murphy you've been absolutely outstanding he's got a little bit of a funky sidewinder throw to him super excited to see what he can bring to our to our ball club our bullpen is needing a shot in the arm for a while I touched on Castillo struggling heavily unfortunately uh, Seawall just had way too much put on his plate recently which is why I believe he's been pressing a little bit. The whole team's been pressing because we haven't really found that groove like we did the first week of the season. Apologize for the page flip. Veronica Hernandez, congratulations. You are the now you're the new general manager for the Modesto Nuts. She is the first Latino woman hired as a general manager in minor league history. That's an outstanding accomplishment. Congratulations to her. Another wonderful addition and great perspective and view on how the game of baseball is changing. The Mariners are really big on that. They, uh, that's why they brought in Katie Griggs. She is a GM of uh, professional operations. So what she does, she's like, a, she's like the, uh, the head guru business lady. She covers all of the sales, the finances. She's done an exceptional job. She was the one that uh, instigated 
and wanted the uh, moving of all the vendors inside of, of the ballpark, which so far has been per responding fairly well. Um, unfortunately, the value menus that they've been advertising heavily are only in specific sections. I believe they're going to be bringing that up and telling uh, the, the fans and customers what sections to look for when it comes to finding those areas. But that's an exceptional and well done job. Julio Rodriguez, six game hitting streak. The kid continues to be the phenom that we all thought that he really could be. I'm really excited to see what his future is when it comes to that. The future is super bright. Mar uh, Mar Mark DeRozan on MLB Network. All the guys, Harold Reynolds, have just been praising him for good record. The guy's been tearing the cover off of the baseball recently. Super, super excited to see what this kid can do. I haven't seen a big guy move like he, like he does. I don't. I can't remember one big guy that can ever move like, like him. I mean, people say that Jose Canseco back, back, back in the day could really move. A-Rod can move de decently, but not nothing like this. Gary Sheffield bulked up before he, uh, before he was super fast with the Miami Marlins. Phillies came through Seattle and pretty much cleaned their clocks. Uh, game one, nine nothing. Game two, five to four win. Game three, four to two loss. Unfortunately, we wouldn't have lost that game due to the fact that Logan Gilbert allowed a grand slam to Reese Hoskins. Reese Hoskins and Gene. Segura both had two home runs minimum in that series. That's the kind of stuff that will uh, break your back when it comes to baseball. You can't really allow that to happen. Granted, uh, offense all around the league, like I touched on last podcast, has been pretty slow league-wide. So maybe with the warmer months that's coming to, we're getting towards the middle of May. We're starting to warm up a little bit. Baseball is starting to carry. I, I touched on uh, a few minutes ago, players who need to step up. And it's pretty simple who need, who need to step up. It's Jesse Winker, it's Jared Kelenic, and uh, with this being said, I believe that Jared Kelenic is going to get sent down today. I would be absolutely shocked if they allowed him to go back to New York City where he came from to receive that a heavy amount of New York City boo. It's not good. I don't, I don't see why they would do it. He's been struggling mightily. Cal Raleigh will probably follow him. Jesse Winker, you've got to hit the baseball, man. You've got to hit the baseball. We brought you in. You were career 153 WRC wins, run, uh, wins, runs created plus. That is incredible. League average is 100. So if you hit 153, that means you are 53% better than league average against right-handed batters. Kind of a little bit of a statistical breakdown for people who don't know what WRC plus is. I think it's a fantastic stat. It really is. It's kind of like the like a more complex version of war wins above re replacement. Jerry stated that a quote handful of players would be not making would not be making the trip to Toronto due to vaccination status. At first, when I heard this, I thought that means that we had a handful of players that were not vaccinated. That is incorrect. I will take that on the shoulder and the old chin. What that means is Canada requires boosters as well as standard vaccinations in order for you to enter their country. Um, it's their own choice, obviously. They dictate whatever happens. But with that being said, that means that whoever comes up to, to the ball club has to have the booster or else you're literally using roster spots for no, you, for no, uh, no current use whatsoever, which is not acceptable considering our offensive woes and our inability to hit the baseball and score runs in a professional manner. Kyle Lewis. Yeah, this is a little bit of a hard one right now. He's been hitting the ball well. The problem is he's not rebounding very well when he's playing the outfield, which is a bit of a concern for the organization right now. 
the main thing with him is his knee has to be responding to be able to play the outfield on a day-to-day basis or at least two days in a row back-to-back without having some kind of a, a setback or a level of soreness or discomfort. Unfortunately, he's been playing more DH than he has been left field. He has not. He's not playing center field at all whatsoever, which is expected since due to the fact that Julio is currently playing a gold glove center field. I really hope that uh, Kyle Lewis is able to figure out a way, maybe a different form of treatment. I know the treatment he's been using has been extremely effective with getting him back up to the Major League squad as soon as possible. But as I touched on earlier in, la- in, the, in the episode two, we can't afford to rush him up. We just can't do it. He means way too much to our franchise, way too much to our, to our future. Without him, our outfield has huge question marks. Mitch Haniger is going to be out a minimum of 12 weeks from what I'm hearing. He's been diagnosed with, with a bone bruise, which, is, which means that he's having swelling as well as uh, fluid around the base of his ankle which is not good. He is indeed still in the walking boot. Jerry DePoto did uh, second that. He did not go any any timeline for Mitch Haniger, which is understandable. They don't want to put a timeline on him, but they're still trying to figure out the nature, full nature of his injury before they're willing to put an actual medical timeline and a diagnosis on it. They've been very hesitant about it. Mitch has been very, very flexible obviously due to his swing his nature the kind of torque he puts on his body to put the ball into play we hope we can get him back soon sooner than later but at this point i wouldn't expect it at all um if we're gonna get mitch back it's probably gonna be around the end of july probably after the all-star break which is now which, which would be almost two and a half months without mitchell which obviously as we're seeing our offense is missing a professional power hitter we don't have the power in our lineup right now. Ty France is hitting the ball really well for power when the season started off. Jesse Winker has not been able to really provide that with any kind of power. Unfortunately, only has one home run, which funny enough came off of a lefty, which is not tep- a typical Jesse Winker. But if he continued to do that against lefties, that should be a very good sign. He's actually batting better against lefties than righties this year, which is very odd. A couple names to watch to replace. For Cal Raleigh and Jared Kelenic, if they do indeed go that route, which I'm anticipating, which will be out just coming after, just after I drop this podcast today. Uh, Brian O'Keefe is a catcher, and Steven Souza, outfielder, two guys to come up. They, uh, Jared Kelenic and Cal Raleigh both still have minor league options. You're not having to worry in any way about uh, putting them through the 40-man roster. The 40-man roster gets a little bit complicated due to the fact that we have 26 major leaguers on our current 40-man roster, and eight of those major leaguers are currently injured. And when you have eight injured players on your major league roster, you cannot release them through or put them off of the 40-man due to medical uh, stipulations and stuff along those lines. It's unfortunate because we have a bit of a log jam right now due to the fact that we have, you know, Romo, Mitchell, Sadler, um, Giles, the list goes down, unfortunately. It's been a very rough injury plague season. Tom Murphy, also good sign, uh, good news on Tom Murphy. Sounds like he's going to be flying with the team to New York. They're anticipating that hopefully they can get him back for like the Toronto series. We'll see what happens there. But fingers crossed because that was a very scary injury, especially when it comes down to a separated shoulder and inflammation in that 
uh, in the shoulder can be a huge problem. It really can. Uh, last thing I'm going to touch into are just a couple of pitching matchups, and then we're going to hop off for uh, today's episode. Today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter. Unfortunately, I don't have much of Seahawk news to take it into this week. Uh, yeah, the NFL season uh, dropped. The, the schedule dropped this week. I did call. I have that up on the uh, Facebook group, but I'm not going to really get into that because I haven't got a chance to really dive in and do what I do and analyze game by game and give you guys a record quite yet. I apologize for that. But uh, with that being said, we're gonna just gonna touch in, in, into some pitching matchups here. Today is gonna be Marco Gonzalez versus Max Scherzer. It's gonna be difficult today. Marco versus Max is definitely leading towards the Mets. Max Scherzer is obviously a horse. He's an elite pitcher. He's proven it year, year in, year out. It's gonna be curious to see what happens with that. Tomorrow, George Kirby versus Chris Bassett. I think that's probably gonna be one of the better pitching matchups of the entire road trip. I like that matchup in general. Robbie Ray versus Carlos Carrasco on Sunday. I think, I mean, I'm hoping we can maybe pull two wins. I don't think we're going to be able to pull the win out today because Max Scherzer has been so incredibly dominant. He's won a stat of 26 straight games that he has started, which is an incredible start, like incredible stat. I heard that recently this week from Jeff Passan, and it just blew my mind. Um, see here, Toronto, Chris Flexen versus Yusei Kikuchi, uh, Gilbert versus uh, Jose Barrios, and Marco versus Kevin Gossman. Uh, Marco is going to have to do a bit of a rebound. Unfortunately, they had to kind of change some stuff up due to the fact that Robbie Ray does not have his booster shot and is not willing to get it, so therefore he is not able to travel with the team to Toronto, which is a bit of a disappointment. I'm not going to get into that today um, due to the fact that it's a little bit of a touchy subject in general and I'm not, I'm not a politic based guy and you know free choice and free body is your own thing but with that being said um, I really hope we can have a good road trip here I think we have a minimum we can possibly get two out of this road trip in New York I think we can pull two out of uh, Toronto and then we go to Boston We'll see what happens in Boston I don't know how to really feel about the Boston series Trevor Story struggling. They're struggling offensively in general right now. They're not exactly a great team. They're pretty much like us. They don't have quite the young firepower as we do. They do have a couple young studs, Alex Verdugo, stuff like that. But with that being said, I appreciate everyone for listening to uh, today's podcast. Please, once again, feel free to subscribe and give me a rating. Leave me a comment in the section down below. And as always, go Mariners. See us rise.